Now for today's quick shot of Sips, Suds, and Smokes. Hey, welcome to this quick shot edition of Sips, Suds, and Smokes. I'm one of your hosts here at the table, good old boy Mike, and joining me is Made Man Brent. It's a pleasure to be here. I love the loop around the uh, around the living room and dining room. You know, uh, I've uh, tried to hustle up uh, because I've been chasing the pecan pies all day. So, <laughs> um, welcome to Sip, Suds, and Smokes. Uh, this episode is all about everything good in life that is worth discussing. On this particular episode, we're going to be discussing five whiskeys from Resilient and the price of pecan pies. More importantly, the five whiskeys from Resilient. <laughs> uh, Made Man Brent, why don't you tell us about the five whiskeys from Resilient we're going to be tasting today? Okay, thanks. We've got we've got the, our first two is Barrel Six and Barrel Seven. They're both MGB products from uh, Resilient, and they've got a, a recipe of their seventy five percent corn. 21% rye and 4% barley. And then we, our other three bottles that we're going to be talking about are barrel uh, 39, barrel 88, and barrel 110. And those are Dickel products. And the recipe for those, and these are those are those are a four those are a 14-year, these are a 14-year product. The other ones were 11 year, these are a 14-year. And it's 80 84% corn, 8% rye, and 8% barley. So there are three. So the first two are very, very similar in age, and and the last three are very similar. Yeah, very nice that they actually uh, put all this information right on the the label itself. So everything uh, is up front. I mean, there's nothing hidden from anything about what anything is. Yeah. Uh, so we really uh, stand up and applaud um, the fact that you actually have uh, placed all of the mash bill information as well as aging, you know, right there on the front of the label. So thank you. They've also been really transparent about uh, where they're uh, bringing these products in. It's a little more vague on the label. It says like from Tennessee and from Indiana, but um, we can certainly do the math rather quickly and recognize where these uh, products are from yes. uh, as well. But do you know exactly where they come from? It's my kind of town, Chicago my kind of town, Chicago is. Yep, my that's right. Uh, all of these whiskeys are out of a distributor uh, in Chicago area. BC Merchants is a distributor in the Chicagoland area, and Brian Sisk is the owner behind BC Merchants. And he wanted a new kind of whiskey uh, in his market. So he teamed up with Colby Turner, who owns Resilient, and uh, there's some blurring lines kind of in between Resilient and BC Merchants. It's, I'm not really quite sure the whole definition of the business arrangement. But, you know, it's really readily apparent that this is a distributor uh, that has picked a product, you know, to distribute in uh, their own market. So, you know, whatever it is, uh, you know, they're following a very common business model to source and bottle whiskey. This has been done for ages, you know, Every, in Scotland. It's, right. Everybody's been doing that. Yeah. It's, all around the country, it's uh, it's buy buy from a distiller, bottle it yourself, put it underneath your name. Some of the places are they don't even leave the distillery; they just bottle it for you with your name and everything right there. Ship it off to you, and you just send it off wherever you want. Yeah, so there's definitely a lot of American whiskey uh, makers that have you know been following this 
very well worn out, you know, business model that's been around for a long time. So again, most of this whiskey comes from two sources, MGP, which is Midwest Grain Products, if you never knew what that meant, and Dickel, which is out of Tennessee. So we're going to talk about these products. We'll be rating them today from one to five. One is the worst and five is the best. And this is what five sounds like. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we have yeah. our, uh, our SIPS yeah. ratings that we'll be using uh, for these products today. We're actually going to be talking about these in the order uh, that we rank this flight up. Up first is going to be barrel number 88, which is one of the bottles from Dickel. What do you think about this one, Made Man Brent? Okay, the first thing you notice right off the bat is when you when you nose this, for me, everything that's Dickel has a certain nose characteristic, and I get that right away, and that's the one thing I got. But the one thing that, that mattered the more of this one than anything else was that it was, everything was, there was more vanillas, the caramel, the caramelization came out of it. It just had aged better than some than the other ones. And I don't know if this was on, you know, a different level of the Rick House or if they moved it or something. I'm not sure about that. But it's nice, you know, nice on the palate. A nice little oily mouthfeel on it. But all of these are very corn forward still. Even even with the aging of fourteen years, it's still the corn is the is the predominant factor of it. Yeah, actually, a couple of things I wrote down were, it's really, uh, I thought this is rather hot. You can definitely catch uh, lots of wood coming off of this. But I, I liked how you talked about the vanilla. You know, I really thought that was, you know, probably the most characteristic component of this particular barrel. Um, so nothing uh, very, you know, over the top, you know, kind of middle of the road, you know, for... Uh, for this particular whiskey, our sips rating for barrel number 88 from Resilient is going to be a three. Interesting. Interesting. That's a good way to describe it, too. So, interesting enough, today you were seeking the quandary of exactly what is the cost of a pecan pie. And so, you got into this with someone making you a pie, right? Yeah. I inquired about... I saw I saw a delicious pie on Facebook of all places, and somebody said, "Well, a I'll Facebook take some order." Pie. Yeah, a Facebook pie. Yeah, it's not. <laughs> this starting to explain <laughs> itself all by itself. Right. I don't right. even have to say anything right. else. Everybody right. knows exactly how this ends. Right. At least it was a pecan pie and not like a cream pie or something like that. So we have that to go for, mm-hmm. you know. But so I saw it and I was like, "Wow, I want one of those a pecan." chocolate bourbon that's got my name all over it Hmm. you know so i found out that pecan pies are not cheap i thought it was three dollars it's not (laughs) (laughs) right you you can't even buy a pecan pie at a fast food joint for three bucks in a a bite size you can't buy a slice of pecan for three (laughs) dollars no you can't no there was no i knew it was not going to be three dollars you know right okay all right Right. so i was like well i wonder how much a pecan pie costs let me ask my uh, phone google how much does a pecan pie cost and i got everywhere from 
about fourteen dollars to a high of one hundred and ten dollars. One hundred and ten dollars. One hundred and ten dollars for, for that, one pie. But, but that was on sale. That one hundred and ten dollars was on sale. Normally one hundred and forty, and knocked down thirty dollars to one hundred. Is that like shipping it to Alaska, or is it like you know yeah. the most fabulous picked over pecans on the planet, or? Shipping was included in that price. I was, was surprised. It served in a I strip club. I mean, seriously, you know, $110 for a pecan pie, you know. Shipping was included in that price, surprisingly, you know. But I was very surprised at, at how much these pies were costing. Anywhere from, like I said, but the average pie was right around 40 to $50. Would you have ever thought that for a pecan pie? No, uh, but I don't know that I really purchase pecan pies off Facebook or, frankly, in the store that much. So <laughs> I'm just thinking that this whole story is like three steps away from winning the Nigerian lottery. <laughs> Somehow, some way, that's going to come into the conversation. And there's, there's, there's no way that, yeah, yeah. But you know what? This whiskey would be good for this bourbon would be good for a, a pecan pie. That's true. I can think that that would be a you good know, usage of it. It'd be a great for use sure. for it. Yep. All right. So you can play a game along with this for the rest of this episode, which is guess how many times Brent asked his phone, what is the price of a pecan pie? <laughs> so, because if you guess one, you are way no. off. You are so way off. One is under. We'll come back around to talking about pecan pies. But I agree. A lot of these would be good candidates to use in a baking product for sure. Up next, our number two pick out of this flight is actually going to be barrel number 39 which uh, was also from George Dickel. Uh, what do you think about this one? Very much a lot of the same characteristics, except the corn had not mellowed enough in this one. And there was and the only one that had really come out and mellowed out in, to me, was that number 88. That it just left, left too much of a corn taste for me. Hmm. But if you're a Dickel fan, I'm going to tell you this right now, that this is this is something that you want to run out and try to find because this is right up your alley this is going to have that 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 corn flavor that you love and you're going to enjoy it i mean you really will hmm. yeah i definitely wrote down a uh, floral the rye is definitely the star of this one isn't it uh for sure you know that's bringing in both these characteristics of you know the floral the spiciness are really the headlines, you know, of this particular uh, barrel for sure. Those were probably the dominating components uh, across this barrel. I, I thought it was fairly one-dimensional, you know, and it was like those three words, and I just ran out of anything right. more descriptive. There's no right, no more adjectives for it. it yeah, was, it's very. But if you, like I said, that's that that you. It's the moment you put it on your nose, you have that dickle nose to it, and it's wow. And if you're a Dickel fan and you like that, you like that, you know, but this, I don't know if it, if it was where it was in the Rick house. That's the only thing that's not on the label is where it was located. And it's, I don't know. It that, was down uh, there in the holler. Uh, the very, the real holler. Holler away, my friend. Holler. It's, it was over next to Todd's place. It's down there in the holler. You go down that dirt road, and it's that big warehouse that's off to your left, and that's the one where they, all that resilient uh, stuff comes from is out of that warehouse. So, yeah, it's warehouse R. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's not far away from my friends at Tullahoma. So, well, yeah, I, I really thought that pretty much tells the tale for uh, Barrel 39 out of Resilient. Our SIPs rating for this product is also going to be a 3. Interesting. 
So a very interesting model that they're taking here, and they're really following the, a lot of the playbook that Barrel Bourbon uh, has done. I'm sorry, uh, Bourbon Barrel, right? It's yeah. Bourbon Barrel, Barrel Bourbon. Bourbon Barrel, right? Barrel No, you had it right. Barrel, barrel Bourbon. bourbon. Yeah. I mean, I mean, anyway, so, you know, because they source much in the same way, you know, based on single barrels and actually bottling them independently as well and almost kind of placing you know everything in the hands with the consumer and saying look just navigate all the barrels we're buying you figure out which one fits your taste profile exactly the one thing i would have liked to see them do is take that product from here in uh in tennessee take it up to chicago and age it in a different kind of atmosphere or warehouse and then you know let it age for a year or something and do something different to it. But really, I mean, there's nothing been there's nothing special that's been done to this. And you want to grade it on something and you're saying, well, what did you do besides go to this warehouse and pull out a barrel? Yeah. And a lot of times when you're purchasing whiskey, especially in a contract situation, you don't even know where you it have is. no idea. They just give them to you. It's a it really comes down to a barrel count and a price. Those are the two main things that they're really looking for. And they're buying 100 barrels and they're buying it at such and such, you know, an ounce. Sometimes uh, they're doing it on a barrel count, which is a very dicey kind of thing because you have no idea, you know, what the angel share property is going to be, you know, on those barrels as well. Sometimes they're just, whiskey's even traded in bulk, you know. So it's like, I want 10 totes of uh, whiskey. Yeah. Well, <laughs> smooth, I mean, Smooth Ambler did very well with that. They bought a bulk load of barrels. They didn't they didn't get any option of where they were coming from or anything. Yeah. And they just took them. They brought them to their own warehouse there and over, you know, they brought them to their own warehouses and they let them sit there. And then they ran a barrel program from that. They made their own little model from it. Yeah. It'll be interesting if they pick up that component here at Resilient, if they start going down and uh, letting a lot of stores. Now, I know Benny's. And the Chicago area is somebody that's uh, picked a barrel out of uh, resilience. So I know they're doing it somewhat, but Benny's is kind of like the 500-pound gorilla, you know, in the Chicagoland market. So they do have the the upper hold of everybody in that area. Yeah. So it'll be interesting as this model kind of plays out. We'll see, you know, specifically if this is going to play in the hands for them to you really know, kind of make this work, you know, really well for the long haul. Well, we've uh, covered two of these products. We're going to take a quick break right here. We'll be back in just one moment. we got three more whiskeys to talk about and a whole lot more pecan pie. Hey, welcome back to Sip, Suds, and Smokes on this Quick Shot edition. We are discussing whiskeys from Resilient out of the Chicago area, and we are also talking about pecan pies. It's my kind of town. I know. We just lost half our audience with me singing along to Frank there. So, yeah, the karaoke part was, uh, was not. You might, you know. We need to go back and re record that part. Is that what you're saying, Brent? The only time you can lose more listeners is if you said roll tight. <laughs> oh, man. That is just not happening. Those words are not occurring in this space, on this room. You just lost more listeners. I think that sucks. I think it sucks. I totally think that sucks. I can't believe you said those words. No, I said no. I said the only way you can lose more listeners if you said those words. Okay, all right. That was my, that was my comeback to it. I'm so. thinking of only one phrase here. 
banned once again. That's correct. Yeah, <laughs> um, that's what I'm thinking, Brent. So yeah, <laughs> don't know if you're going to be able to record with me again. All right, so uh, we got three more uh, whiskeys to go through. Resilient. Next up is going to be barrel number one ten. Uh, what do you think about this one? This is also another whiskey from George Dickel. Yes, fourteen yeah. years. This one lost the nose, you know, more than the others. Huh. So it was the one thing, but it, while it lost the nose of the Dickel nose, it, I mean, it's got a little bit of a remnant of it there. A uh, little bit of a remnant of the nose, but it still didn't uh, break down the corn like I wanted it to. That was, you know, you have that rye. You didn't get those vanillas and stuff that you, you got on the barrel. That's true. The sugars are different off this, and that yeah. vanilla is really move to the background on this particular one so yeah that's uh, with, with spicy four, is very forward with 14 years you would have thought that okay it would have had some vanilla it, it's ready it's you know it's ready it almost makes me wonder were these sitting on uh you know on a ground floor someplace yeah where they didn't get the the heat the cold the heat the cold because 14 years 14 years in a barrel and these are they're using a regular it says right on the, on the thing 53 gallon uh, newly charred oak barrels of four char on the barrel so they're not getting i don't see them getting that heat and cold fluctuation so i think they're sitting more on the ground floor well the thing you don't know about weather here in tennessee is that it don't get like cold <laughs> and then you like cold for a long time and they get hot it's kind of like you know mama's stove you know it gets hot and then cold and then hot and cold that's how it goes weather here in tennessee down in Tullahoma. if you get down there in the holler where this is at it's just like some days it's cold and some days it's hot. And, you know, you thinking like up in the, I don't know, Kentucky or something, you know, where it gets like cold stays cold, you know. That's why we don't go up there because I like, I like it when it's hot and cold. Yeah. Most of all, I like pecan pie. <laughs> <laughs> How many pecans does it take to make a pecan pie? Yeah. So uh, we've figured out the de facto standard of – the price for pecan pies is determined by Cracker Barrel. <laughs> <laughs> Cracker Barrel is like the cheap pecan pie. Oh, don't say cheap. cheap. You know? Well, I mean, well, cheaper. Like you can go into Cracker Barrel and you can get one for cheaper yeah. than you can get one for than on Etsy. All right. So if you're keeping track of the price checks, that's uh, inquiring to your phone number two, correct? All right. So <laughs> right. for those of you that guessed two, you're dead wrong. You're dead, dead, dead <laughs> that's wrong. Right. Yeah, there's, there's definitely more. more. <laughs> well, I thought that this uh, bourbon barrel 110, you know, kind of stood in the middle of everything and that. The wood was probably the most characteristic, I thought, uh, in this particular barrel from Brazilian. But yeah, the that whole balance thing just seemed to be kind of out of whack, you know, uh, with this. It was the first time you kind of stepped down that path with something that was a dominating characteristic. And then in this case, it was definitely the wood and, and the spice itself, you know. So I thought it was just a little off kilter, and we both did as well. Yeah. Now, the one thing to notice with the with the three the three that we just did is they are you know and they're the fourteen years versus the next two that we're going to do are eleven years. Um, the the these are darker the the as far as the color in the in the bottle they are darker than the in the next two that we're going to do. Yeah. Well, our sips rating for barrel number one ten from Resilient is going to be a three. Interesting. It was interesting. So uh, I asked the, uh, we were asked the missus specifically, you know, what was the right price for a derby pie? And she said, why Brent? 
I can't believe that you wouldn't know the cost of a pecan pie being a Southern boy. She does not talk like that, by the way. <laughs> She's going to come down here in the basement and beat the crap out of both of us <laughs> if she hears that. She? <laughs> yes, she is. But but that gave me another chance to do what? Uh, Get the to, price on the Because guy. she said that is, if it's a pecan pie and it has bourbon in it, then it's a derby pie. So yeah. what did you do? Well, we had to Google that price okay, again. So that's the pricing <laughs> query number three, if you're keeping track. For those of you that are guest number three, you're wrong. dead wrong. <laughs> so you just, you know, yeah. I'm sorry, people. You're just, it, you're way off there. So, yeah. So what did you learn about the price of derby pie versus pecan pie? When you throw in dark chocolate and bourbon... The prices go up a little bit. Well, there you go. You know, more flavor, more more money. Right. <laughs> That's right. But they didn't get up to that $110 price of the other pie, a regular pecan pie. Now, I don't know it what that- a golden pie. I don't know what something. they're putting in that pie, but $110, I mean, I'm expecting the delivery girl to be, you know- Scantily like, clad. Right. She'll be the best UPS delivery you've ever had. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so listen, if you want to get in on this action of helping us determine what is the proper price for a pecan pie, you need to send pecan pies to Brent. He'll he will taste them, he will rate them, and we will tell you we will get what, right would, back, what, yeah. what should be the proper pricing for your pecan pie. Yes, we will definitely get back to you on that. That's one. right, yeah, for sure. Well, let's move on uh, right along to our next uh, product in this flight which is going to be barrel number seven. Now we're switching to another distillery here. These are, right. Now, the first three that we did were Dickel. Now, these are the MGP. Yep. So the color is a little bit different on a these. A little bit later. Yeah, a little, a little bit, later. bit later. So, and again, these are at 11 years versus 14 years. Yep. So, well, we open these and pour some more of them. Yeah, we are tasting while we're... Uh, and pouring while we're uh, actually recording this, which you know I kind of like to do that. Right, it's it's like doing it's like walking and chewing bubble gum at the same time. Now I just want to point out that we have not spilled a single thing here, as opposed to your regular crew. Right, right, right. A regular sips cast, they're yeah. just they're just hazard prone. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they were. And hazard I'm prone betting today. the guilty party is Justin. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're talking about Mr. Wordy? Yes, that's correct. <laughs> That's his major contribution is he spills something at every recording session, right? Yes, he spills something and he talks. Everybody has to have he, a purpose. And he talks a lot about it. <laughs> so, all, all seven words. <laughs> that's for sure. Well, let's talk about barrel number seven here from Resilient. Uh, again, this is uh, MGP. Uh, what do you think about this one? Okay. Again, very corn forward. Um, even though it was less corn, there's only 75%, I still... I still didn't get enough of the breakdown. And so even though this is up in Indiana, uh, again, I wonder if this was something that came from a lower floor. The nose, I get a little bit, a little bit of spice on the nose, but not a lot. Uh, it's, it's, you know, but it's, let me, take, let me take a little drink here. Speak the Holy Grail. Ah, uh, uh, <laughs> the it's I get a lot of a lot of pepper notes on this, you know. Besides the besides the corn forward on the nose, I get the pepper just kind of like takes over the front of your tongue, 
and it doesn't coat the whole mouth. You don't get like a, you don't get like this mouth feel where you're just like, yes, you know, you're missing that. You're missing the, you know, you're finishing things. Hmm. The first thing that grabbed me was the barrel char is just like the most readily apparent thing that I got when I picked this up. And definitely in contrast, tasting these side by side, that's absolutely the first thing uh, you pick up off this is the uh, the heavy char, the wood. It is just all over you for this. I thought that it was uh, a bit hot. There was uh, a few floral components off this. I It has a spicy finish. Um, so... Very different uh, than the Dickel products. It's that extremely different. Yeah. There's a, it's a night and day difference. So you're not you're not going to uh, mix up which one you're drinking. If any, even if anybody gives them to you blind, you're not going to mix them up. Yeah, you and I have had a ton of products from MTP, and we have a lot of great shows that go back and talk about a lot of those products as well. I would start off with an episode called "Love That Indiana Whiskey." And it actually introduces you to about 10 products that are all made at MGP. A lot of who's who's in those brands. Definitely, you would recognize them. Angel's Envy, made yeah, with yes. MGP juice. Uh, Bellmead Bourbon, made with MGP juice. Uh, we talked a little bit about Smooth Ambler, Old Scout, MGP juice. So uh, <clears throat> this is definitely a taste profile that you and I know really well. I mean, in the scheme of things. So why? So let me ask you a question. Why is this not as why, good as, right, as all this those is others? A, this is an eleven year. This is eleven years. So I don't believe some of that stuff is probably. I mean, I'm. You know, I think when I think of Angels Envy, I don't think it's probably eight years old. Is what I probably what I probably put it at. Why is it better than this? Hmm. I mean, what makes the the smaller age? You know, or the you know the lesser age, which is kind of which I'm I'm assuming it's got some the same similar recipe to it. Hmm. I am thinking that they use the same exact process as they do with pricing pecan pies. <laughs> <laughs> so, right. so I'm thinking that the cheaper ones are just using the pieces. That they're just, I mean, if you just get pecan halves and pieces, I noticed that they're only like. Eight dollars a pound. Where if you're getting the actual halves, you know you can get up to eleven dollars a pound for those things. <laughs> yep, I'm telling you, if you really think and pay attention to the pricing of a compot, you'll understand exactly what's going on with this whiskey. Look, we can't roll out these kind of life skills to just anybody okay <laughs> so send in those pecan pies now to care of main man brand at sip suds and smokes well let's rate up uh, the resilient uh, barrel number seven our sips rating for that is going to be a three as well interesting all right we're uh, coming around the home stretch here we got our last whiskey which is barrel number six from resilient this again is from mgp what do you think about this one main man brett we should throw a loop into our pecan pie. We should throw something different in there. <laughs> I mean, if we're going to have chocolate and we're going to have pecans and we're going to have bourbon, I don't know what else we can add to it. Hmm. But I wrote down some new words for this one. <laughs> tobacco is the first thing I got off this. The tobacco and leather. Tannin. Yeah. And a lot of tannins. So like there was a, and not good tannins. There's good tannins and there's bad tannins. These were not good tannins. Right. This, for some Definitely reason, this not. was, for some reason, these came out as. Yeah, bad tannins. So let's change the, who would be a candidate that you would give this whiskey to? Would it be a an in-law? 
Would it be a friend? Would it be that bill collector that you just want them to go away? Would it be the postman? Actually, who would you give this to as a gift? Oh, the person that's uh, in charge of our um, our association. <laughs> of your our homeowners, association. Home, homeowners association. <laughs> they are, they're the ones who are going to get this one. <laughs> Do you think that's going to get the trees trimmed? Seriously. No, that's not gonna I'm thinking they're just going to rip the trees down and go, are you happy now? You should have sent better whiskey. Hmm. You know, if you had sent good pecan pie that actually was more than $40, it yeah. probably would be okay. Yeah. And, and who's the one that planted the trees underneath the power lines? And I don't understand that one. Yeah. You know? There's no reason. <laughs> All those trees will never grow up in them power lines, man. <laughs> They're going to stay right down here, low to the ground. He's a low growing trees. Yeah. <laughs> Slower growing power lines. Right, correct. Yeah, that's for sure. Well, that guy's long. He's retired now, so it's not his problem, right? <laughs> yes. It's a typical Florida situation. Right? Yes. Not my problem. Not, not my monkey. <laughs> Some other things here off barrel six. The yeah, bad leather was a, a big word that I wrote down about this. Yeah, it was. It's, I, I don't know why there was such a difference between seven and six. They're both essentially the same age, they have the same recipe, the same char. I don't know why there was the huge difference in them. Well, and it's interesting. You and I have tasted a lot of Dickel over the last few days. Even we had a lot of Dickel today. We had a lot and a lot yesterday. And this is just not representative. A lot of things that you would get from that distiller. I, I just, you know, uh, it definitely, if you looked on par, it's like out of the 20 things we had from Dickel today, these two just didn't, you know, I'm sorry, these two from MGP just right. didn't really stack up. We had a lot from MGP too, so... Right. Yeah, they didn't stack up to what we had, Definitely what we've not. had in the past two days. Definitely. Uh, we had been tasting a lot of Bellmead bourbon over the last uh, few days, and uh, this is just not something that I would even say would come close uh, to any of that. I can't really. Some of the Remus might be you know, kind of close to some of these, but you know, it's still, and you think about the whole of a lot of things that are available through MGP, this is just like, wow, really? Yeah. Yeah. Well, for the most part, these were all just middle of the road. This was a $9 pecan pie. Nine, $9. <laughs> bits and bits and pieces. That's probably what happened. Right, right. Bits and pieces and no bourbon and uh, milk chocolate. Hmm. Well, our uh, sips rating here for the Resilient uh, Barrel 6 is going to be a 2. Well, isn't that nice? Well, you survived this conversation about a flight of whiskeys from Resilient, but is there any more price checks on pecan pie? Well, it was around 12. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so the over-under, whoever had the over-under of 12, I think you were, uh, you know, you were right there. <laughs> well, I'm glad that there is, actually, we have found at the end of the rainbow, what is an appropriate price range for pecan pie or derby pie, either way, right? Yeah, if you're getting a handmade good derby chocolate pie, pecan pie, I guess... $40 is the price you're going to pay. I know that's the reason why this episode is going to be enjoyed by so many people because they'll just go, I really want to know what the price of pecan pie really should be. You know, so yeah, there you go. <laughs> well, there you have it. Uh, our quick shot episode on resilient whiskeys out of the Chicago area. 
We hope you've enjoyed this episode and you can catch more episodes online, including our regular weekly show. You can catch us anywhere you can find a podcast online. Well, it's time to say goodbye, main man Brent. Um, it's, I'd like to say it's been a pleasure, but that would be lying. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, that was a touch thing- of sarcasm, as he said. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think there's brownies in the other room for us. <laughs> oh, well, there you go. I've ordered pecan pie just for us from Cracker Barrel, so there you have it. Well, thanks for joining us. This is good old boy Mike asking you come back. Join us once again on another exciting episode of Sip, Suds, and Smokes. I will ask you to keep on sipping. This has been a one tan hand production of Sip, Suds, and Smokes, a program devoted to the appreciation of some of the finer slices of life. From the dude in the basement studios, your host, the good old boys, will see you all next time. (laughs) 